Welcome to the War Room Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, with my co-host, Adam. Today, we're going to focus on the NBA start, which is tonight, December 22nd. Uh, so excited. It's been a long time, and we're going to go through our beloved Raptors team and how their offseason went, and we're also going to look at uh, the rest of the league and all the divisions. Um, and very briefly, we'll touch on the NHL. Adam, how's it going, man? It's... Uh... It's been a long time since we've seen any sports, or it's felt like a long time. Yeah, it's been a while since the NBA and NHL have been around, but really it hasn't been that long. October to December, what, two months? So it's actually quicker yeah. than what it usually is. And these players should be okay with it. I mean, they had quite a big break before, you know, the respective bubbles. And now uh, they've still had two months off. So it's not as if... They've had no time. It is definitely shorter, but if they want to get paid the big bucks, they're going to have to get out there and start playing. Yeah, for sure. All right, so very briefly, uh, I touched on it there in the preview, but the NHL has come to a deal, and um, there is a lot up in the air. Uh, We don't know where the Canadian teams are playing. In general, the U.S. teams will be playing in in their own arenas, Um, or at least where that's possible. I know the San Jose Sharks are currently holding training camp in Arizona. But uh, a lot up in the air for the NHL, but they've got, you know, at least firm dates down uh, all the way through next year's free agency and, you know, the upcoming trade deadline. And uh, the camps are going to start here at the end of the year. So hopefully that all goes through in some way, shape, or form. But... That's the NHL. Nothing for sure happening there yet. We are going to talk about uh, the NBA offseason, and we will start with our favorite Toronto Raptors. Adam, what's your uh, what's your gut feel here before you know you bring out any numbers or anything like that? Because it is going to be the start of the season, and uh, once again, expectations a lot lower for this team. For sure. I mean, the Raptors are worse than they were last year. They mm-hmm. lost two key players. I mean, and they lost a lot of size. But outside of that, the Raptors have always exceeded expectations. They lost Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green last offseason. Still came back, had a better winning percentage without them. Lost by, what, five points in a game seven against Boston? In which they so, played terribly. And still they played terribly, were there. And, and so... Uh- as, as low as the expectations are for them this year, or what people are assuming they're going to be this year, I, I would bet money on saying they're going to be better than whatever the average NBA watcher believes they're going to be. Just have like they've been for the past, what, eight, nine years? So mm-hmm. as much as I'm not thrilled about their offseason, they're still going to be a good team. Yeah, I, I think the core, uh, which is Lowry, plus Van Vliet, Siakam, and Ananobi is good enough to be a solid playoff team at the very least. Um, of course, as per the usual, we're missing that uh, big-time star player. Um, we lost, obviously, like you said, size, so some certainty in the front court with both Ibaka and Gasol leaving. However, I think uh, Nurse and the coaching staff uh, should be okay at figuring that out, at least defensively. Offensively, the Raps have always been a bit challenged, uh, at least without that star player. And I don't think For this sure will be any court, different. Right? Oh, yeah, uh, really badly, actually, in the half court. In fact, in transition, they 
uh, exceed. Usually they do quite well. Um, but so basically what we're looking at is the big depart, de- the big departures are Ibaka, Marcus all, and then uh, in a more minor sense, uh, Hollis Jefferson and Malcolm Miller. And I think Dewan Hernandez as well. And I think they finally cut O'Shea Brissett, who's been like a, <laughs> a Raptor yeah. fan favorite. I think what they, but they, I don't think they cut him. They, they signed him and waived him. So like now he's full time on the Raptors 905. Right. Without, okay. Yeah, so there's still an opportunity for him down, down the line kind of thing. It's not a, uh, all is not lost yet for him. Uh, and I love, um, this is obviously in, in anticipation of Lowry eventually retiring or leaving, but I love their uh, first-round draft pick. I don't know how you feel about uh, Malachi Flynn. Oh, Malachi Flynn. Yeah, he's in the same camp as Fred Van Vliet, uh, Kyle Lowry. A little bigger than them, but that, what, four-year senior, played through all of college, experienced Ex- point guard. Yeah, d- disciplined on yeah. defense. He's got a decent uh, catch-and-shoot three-pointer. Uh, lot, you know how of... they always say Miami Heat players? Like, yeah. this is a Toronto Raptor player. That's right. Because yeah. uh, these are the two organizations now in the East. Uh, we, there's been a couple in the West, uh, San Antonio being one of them, uh, where we are now looked at as a standard for development. Um, and for it's because sure. we need it to be, just out of necessity, right? Not having the attractive destination that most free agents would prefer, uh, whether it's tax purposes or the weather or whatever. Um, you know, we've had to get creative and I think, uh, the Raptors management has done an excellent job of that. And at the very least that has, uh, given, I think it's given players, a, you know, a more positive view of the Raptors as a whole. That, and on, on the, on another side, it gives them dra- uh, trade pieces, right? So they can trade for another disgruntled star and continue to go down that pathway. Adam, I, I, Kawhi Leonard. I was gonna maybe, say, I, I, maybe I'm trying to hint at someone. Right I was here. gonna say, I, I uh, don't think should we dare to dream because, because listen to this. After all this talk of just FYI, we're talking about James Harden here, who's going through a soap opera, drama, public divorce with uh, the Rockets. Um, is the Raptors are now one of the two favorites for landing him. Uh, which is just bizarre. I didn't think this he would, you know, the Rockets would even consider the Raptors uh, because Harden wouldn't. But I think at this point, um, you know, if they have to deal him, they don't care to who. And the Raptors always seem to pop up here right at the end, desperate for a superstar. Uh, this would be awesome, though. I mean, I don't know that everyone would like it, but I don't know that everybody liked the I mean, the personality kind of sucks. Yeah. The Harden personality kind of sucks, but you can't doubt him as a player. I know he hasn't showed up in game sevens and whatever his playoff history, but, like, I mean, he's, in the past 10 years, top five player in the NBA. You just look at the last 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting getting a superstar in his prime, which, let's just be honest, we're Raptors fans, but there is no superstar on the Raptors. Nope. No, not at all. And not honestly, close. I don't think. Yeah, if, if all we part with is one of the core pieces, uh, you know, between I don't think it makes any sense to let go of Van Vliet, and I also don't think the Rockets would care for it. Yeah. But and plus, Van Vliet can't get traded until midseason. That's right. Also, OG OG Ananobi can't get traded until midseason. So really, the only trade it's... piece Toronto has is Siakam and Norm Powell. Yeah, for the and most I th- part. maybe Lowry, but that would be backwards. Yeah, La- Lowry, I think would again make no sense for either team. Um, in that scenario, especially because they just picked up Wall. 
uh, who looks pretty good. But I think, yeah, it would be Siakam and Powell, and I can imagine a few first-round picks that would have to go just to pry him away. Uh, I would be okay with that deal. It's kind of sucky in the sense of Siakam is uh, sort of uh, been bred through the Raptors organization. But and he's a good personality. Great personality. Like a, a, seems like a good teammate. Whereas Harden, not so much. But you can't deny talent. Yeah, in the I, NBA, we all know this. Yeah, and I mean, like, he would have had the NBA talent trumps everything. Yeah, you would have had similar. This is a similar, maybe less so, but a similar situation uh, in terms of the way that we got Leonard, which was no one even knew if he was going to show up to practice, let alone you know one year later winning a championship. Um, <laughs> but uh, I could see Harden. You know, maybe not being thrilled about it, but being professional enough to to play. And the Raps can make anybody fit. I mean, they have a great core, and uh, they know how to make these these things work clearly. So I don't I don't know if we'd have the same chance of winning a championship as we did with Leonard, especially when Kevin Durant went down with injury uh, on Golden State. Um, also, because the East is much better now, even even than it was two years ago. Um, but I, I, I salivate at that potential pickup. Um, I don't want to get too hyped though. <laughs> Anyways, just to quickly uh, review the wraps, we spent a bit of time on them here. So they, I mentioned they lost Ibaka and Gasol and a, and a few other, uh, players. Uh, they added, uh, Baines, uh, Aaron Baines from Phoenix, Alex Lund from Sacramento and Deandre Bembry from Atlanta. So all those players could be, um, well, in the, in the sense of Baines, for sure, he's going to be at least in the starting lineup. Uh, Len will provide. He'll contribute for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think he's a decent yeah. center. He's a decent starting center. Nothing special, but a decent starting center. Uh, and then Bembry, I think, is an interesting uh, uh, reclamation, a reclamation project. <laughs> But you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Patrick McCaw and Stanley Johnson. That's who oh, no, that's not good. If that's who he reminds you of. That's that that does that doesn't give him a lot of upside or hope. <laughs> but may, maybe you know at least on the defensive side he could provide some kind yeah, of on the rotational side. minutes. Uh, but that's who they picked up. So it's not gonna it's it's you know uh, a turnover that's definitely on the negative side. But I think the organization is thinking long term, and at the very least, even if the big fish are now gone in next year's free agency, um, uh, overall, uh, you know the Raptors are positioned have well. Spend, yeah, right? they'll have cap space. Yeah. I love that new deal for Ananobi. I think it's great value. Um, I like Van Vliet's deal. I don't feel they overpaid for either of them. I think they're both fair contracts. They're not except they're not very team friendly, but I think it's uh, they're well set up basically. Yeah. It. it's a good in between yeah right? i think it's great it's a middle ground what, they've managed it really well okay let's move yeah. on to the team that eliminated them last year who i think has definitely gotten worse and that's the boston celtics so they've lost uh primarily the big one is gordon hayward um and then uh, some depth in enos Cantor and brad wanamaker um they drafted, I think, a, a sharpshooter um, in Aaron Neesmith and another one in Peyton Pritchard. Uh, however, both of them, I think, are like six foot nothing. Um, and then uh, as some muscle, they added Tristan, Tristan Thompson in the front court to pair with Tice and Jeff Teague as a backup point guard, who's actually looking pretty good. But I do think... I like the Tristan Thompson. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually. great. And they need it. 
and, yeah. and they need it badly. They need it. They need rebounding. Um, uh, I just think some sort of kind of rim protection. So the one thing I guess I didn't realize until really watching the playoffs last year is that I just don't know. I don't think they have any depth on this team. Um, they're they they have players, but like they're just what first, second, third year players. They drafted decently high in the draft, but like they have no experience. That's the issue with the Boston Celtics, right? They had a bunch of experienced players, and they keep like signing them, letting them go. Mm-hmm. So these these young players don't really get a chance to play. But in my opinion, although they got worse, I, they got worse in a roster standpoint because mm-hmm. obviously Gordon Hayward's probably better than Tristan Thompson and Jeff T. Yep. Um, like I think there are going to be improvements from Jason Tatum, at least a full good year from Jason Tatum. Because remember last year. He was amazing in the second half in the bubble, mm-hmm. but the first half he was so strong. He was, that's right. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's a good secondary scorer, and like he's only going to become better, at least on the, the playmaking side because Kemba Walker's injured. So yeah. there's going to be, have to be more playmaking from Jalen Brown. So I think the even though the roster went down, the players are getting better. So for me, they're actually – in my opinion, pretty high up in the East again. They, I, I agree with that. I think they will be. I just think there's a ceiling on them a bit. Um, not because of the talent, just because they rely so heavily on those four guys. Um, that, like, I just don't know who they would replace them with. Like, Jeff Teague is a good stopgap for Walker. But even behind for that, sure, yeah. there's really not much going on. Um, yeah, especially in the big men. Because yeah, yeah. look at their big men. I mean, there's Tristan Thompson... But Grant Williams? No, yeah, it's just it's just not there. Yeah, so I mean, again, if if those guys are healthy for the majority of the year and they continue to improve, for sure, uh, I think a top three, maybe at worst, top four team in the East. But uh, it's not going to be easy if they even if even one of those guys get injured and they're already dealing with Walker being out, so they can't really afford uh, for anybody else to be dealing with those injuries. Right, there's no uh, Al Horford to sort of steady the ship, um, and Brown is just—I think he's in his fourth year now, so he's not a—he's not a veteran yet either. And Tatum is in his third, so um, yeah, I—I I think depth is a is a big issue for them, but they're they're up there. They're they're a talented talented team. Um, yeah. So yeah, so they're big pickups again. Thompson and Teague. Uh, Thompson could be a good deal and Teague is more of a stopgap solution while Walker's injured. All right, moving to another contender that I think got a lot better and makes sense because they moved their front office in the right direction by picking up Daryl Morey and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. So, gone are lots of players, but we'll you know, let me name the big ones and that's Al Horford. Uh that contract never made sense and unsurprisingly they let him go within a year. Uh, Josh Richardson, um, who just wasn't the right fit. Uh, uh, Alec Burks is another one. And then some depth guys, Glenn Robinson, Kylo Quinn, uh, Raul Neto, uh, and, a, and a couple other uh, free agents. And now what they added, um, at least on its face, makes a lot of sense of shooting. Between Steph Curry, uh, Steph, oof, that's a big difference, Seth Curry <laughs> and Danny Green, not the greatest, uh, at least in terms of Danny Green, consistency, but definitely helps with spacing. Uh, yeah. Dwight Howard. I mean, as a as a decent. They backup. won't be relied upon. Yeah, these players won't be relied upon to to create offense or anything like that. But as players who play off ball from 
Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I think like they're pretty good fits because they can shoot, right? And that's all they really needed in the past two seasons. Yeah, and I th- players to shoot. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Maury's looking at it like there's a lot to unlock between Simmons and Embiid. And the problem that they had last year is that they didn't unlock much of it because the spacing was so terrible. Um, so all they really needed was spacing. Um, Terrence Ferguson's another pickup for them. Not that he's a great spacer, but again, uh, these guys aren't going to be throwing, aren't going to be laying bricks. Uh, you know, there, sh- there should be a decent amount of outside shooting so that uh, Simmons and Embiid have the space to operate. Uh, in particular, Simmons, because as we all know, for some reason, this guy refuses to shoot the basketball, even though he's a great player. Um, and even if you get some semblance of a, a mid-range jumper, they become even more scary. But I think they had a great offseason, yeah. basically, uh, given the restrictions that they're the thing under. I see, The only thing I see is that they're a very bipolar team, right? They, they're amazing at home and terrible on the road, mm-hmm. which the problem with this pandemic is, like, that home court advantage may not mean much anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... So, like, always the issue with Philadelphia is consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, for the past, what, three years, it's been consistency. And I think, in what I believe, it's going to be the same thing this year. They're just going to have problems with consistency. Uh, and the other thing, too, I was very uh, negative about Doc Rivers, and I think it was justified, and I think the Clippers must have felt the same way, um, is that he gets a chance to sort of redeem his, um, you know, his standing in the league. Uh, because, uh, you know, the, the Clippers fiasco was quite embarrassing. And then everybody sort of brought up the fact that he's lost a 3-1 lead three times with a very talented team. Um, so, you know, he's a player-friendly coach, and I think he can bring the best out of players, but they can also be too relaxed like we saw with the Clippers last year. But this, this should, I think, will be a positive for him. Um, and it's a positive Just for like- Philadelphia overall. Just like a team we'll get to in, in Milwaukee, I think that – Doc Rivers is a regular season coach, right? He'll get you to the playoffs, but once you're in the playoffs, I don't really think he does much, right? Right, right. Um, okay, now moving on to uh, a team that's about de- – that's let's, let's call them uh, a delay team because uh, they signed their big guns more than a year ago, but now it's time for them to actually take the court, and I'm, of course, talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they had a – good offseason insofar that they didn't have to do much. Uh, they said goodbye to a few depth guys, Garrett Temple, uh, Wilson Chandler, and Chandler, sorry, Justin Anderson, uh, a few other guys, Jamal Crawford apparently was still on the roster. Uh, they re-signed Joe Harris and Tyler Johnson. And of course they added uh, Landry Shamit, Jeff Green from Houston, which I think is an excellent depth pickup. And I th- is this, uh, yeah, Bruce Brown from Detroit, who I think is also a defensive type player but of course uh durant and irving and their health is going to be the main focus and they looked really good in the preseason i don't know if you caught any of their games yeah but they look scary good they destroyed boston yeah and easily easily and durant basically looks like durant uh i don't know if the foot speed is the exact same but it wasn't that important for him before and uh yeah he looks just as scary uh, the thing with him, I think, is that w- if they have a very good first six or seven weeks of the season, he's going to start getting the rest uh, because I think the last thing they want is for him to burn out just as the playoffs come around. Um, and someone who's been yeah. off for a year, there's always a chance of that happening. So, 
Uh, It'll be more two years at this point, yeah. right? Close to two years by playoff time. Yeah, so they are basically, you know, uh, it's contender or bust in a sense. Uh, not that they'll blow up the team, but uh, their expectations are finals for sure. And uh, the but but this is the problem I see with mm-hmm. this team, right? Like I I've heard that usually players coming off an Achilles injury, mm-hmm. their offense they can get back up there in offense, but the defensive abilities kind of drop because of their lateral. That's motion. right. Can you just like do you know any good defenders on this team? <sighs> Maybe Jared Allen, but he's a rim protector. I mean, outside of that, I don't know a single player on this team who can play defense. Their best defensive player is is Kevin Durant. Who had an Achilles? Yeah, injury. and you know what? I... Like Spencer Dinwiddie, not a good defender. Joe Harris, not a good defender. Kyrie Irving, a terrible defender. I think Jeff Green's all right. I mean, um, that pickup is not a bad pickup. He's getting old though, so it'll still lateral movement will still be a problem. Um, but yeah. you're right. Like actually, Steve Nash yesterday, uh, who's the coach of the Nets. By the way, that is another hilarious thing that I remember when he got picked. <laughs> outside of everyone being upset for you know some stupid sort of political reasons. Uh, Kyrie came out and said, yeah, we love him. We don't even think of him as a coach. And <laughs> the first thing I was thinking was, oh, my gosh, Kyrie and Durant. Kyrie Irving starting yeah, to two again. of the most emotional superstars in the NBA are going to make this, like, you know, uh, general hospital in Brooklyn. <laughs> Basically, it's going to be a giant soap opera. But I think I think it will be if they don't do well. But if they do well, it should mostly be calm and, and relaxed. But, Jeremy, have you – have you listened to the Instagram post between uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Oh my Durant? gosh! Uh, um, no, uh, someone did tell me about Kyrie it. Kyrie Irving. Oh my goodness! Kyrie Irving won seven or eight post touches per game, and Durant's looking at him like, <laughs> "Are you crazy?" That's what that's what I was told. Anyway. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, "Well, uh, Durant's answer is like, um, yeah, we'll see." <laughs> there is no way. And you know what's more hilarious about that than anything? The guy with the most post touches in the NBA is Joel Embiid with around ten per mm-hmm. game. Kyrie Irving wants eight, and he's like, "What is he? Six two, six one? Um, yeah, you know. I don't like. He's, I don't know, he's... Kyrie Irving does Kyrie yeah, Irving yeah, things, yeah. right? Honestly, if he, as long as he is a secondary scorer on a team, that team will be good. Uh, if he is the primary, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Just ask the Cavs uh, or the Celtics. Um, okay, so Brooklyn, it'll be interesting, but clearly I, I think you're right about the defensive limitations. I just don't see... I, I can just see them outscoring basically everybody. Um you know, they've got solid spacing. Kyrie and Durant are scoring machines. Uh, not nece- In Kyrie's way, not necessarily the most efficient, but he can be. And uh, But yeah, they're definitely two of the best ISO yeah, players in the, in NBA. the NBA. Maybe NBA history, actually. Yeah, on one so, team, which but... is obscene. Um, so they're going to be great, they, or at least they should be, uh, you know, top three, and then they should seriously contend. Uh, they may fall out of the top three if they have to rest their guys a bit much, but it's going to be playoffs for them, so they're not going to care. The last team yeah. that we'll look at uh, very, very briefly, because nobody cares because they're still two, three years away, is the Knicks. Uh, they lost a few uh, you know, of their starting players, Todd Gibson, Portis, Damian Dodson, you know, Wayne Ellington. Not the, the Knicks are mostly just trying to not do the wrong thing right now, um, and they added some yeah. depth guys, Austin Rivers, Alec Burks, Burks uh, Nerlens, Noel, uh, Kid Gilchrist and Omari Spellman. I think Kid Gilchrist got dropped. Recently. Oh, and then he got dropped because so yeah, he still can't shoot. I don't think. Yeah. But anyways, they basically <laughs> um, 
they're just sort of, you know. Uh, yeah. Let's just be honest. They will be lost in the Atlantic yeah. Division. There's no no doubt about they're, it. They're three years away. They're or, or maybe two years away from being two years away. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let, let's hope they're okay, but, you know, they're, they're not going to be great. All right. Move, let's move to the Central. Uh, big contenders, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks. They traded out Bledsoe and Hill. Uh, they lost Wesley Matthews. Uh, they lost uh, the backup, Robin uh, Lopez, um, and a few of their depth pieces, Ilyasova. Uh, I think Marvin Williams retired. Big pickups, J. Rue Holiday, Bobby Portis, which is a bit of a head-scratcher, uh, DJ Augustine as a backup point guard, which makes sense, Bryn Forbes, a solid shooter from San Antonio, Tori Craig from Denver and uh, a shooter from Canada who was playing near Mikstowskis. Uh, so that, so I think they've had a, you know, solid off season, nothing special, but the ceiling um, has increased for them. So holiday, I think does that. Oh yeah. Whether it gets them over the top is another question. In my opinion, they're better. Yeah. They're for sure a better team than they were mm-hmm. last year. The trade though. I don't like Terrible. the trade. But they're a better team than they were last year. It's a desperate year. trade, right? Like before they even, yeah, before they even got Giannis, if he left that team, that would have been probably the worst trade in NBA mm-hmm. history. All those draft picks, and then you next year be a, a non-playoff team. Yeah, it's I mean, but in hindsight now, knowing that they did re-sign Giannis to that super back extension, I mean, it's not going to hurt them that much. And they finally have another ball handler. Do you remember? Like it's just, it was just Giannis handling the ball for the past two seasons, yeah. but now at least they have someone else who gets yeah, the ball. Yeah, and in and the other thing, both Bledsoe, I mean Bledsoe in particular was just a really poor shooter, um, and uh, Hill was a little bit hot and cold, but would never is not not a volume guy anyways. A uh, Holiday can score, um, so he's a he's a solid uh, sort of second guy for a team, and Giannis also will get better, I think. Uh, he got marginally better last year, yeah. even if it's marginal again. I mean, he won MVP last year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the numbers are not going to be – they're not even if they go down a bit because of Holiday, he's going to be averaging some crazy high numbers. And he will probably like the fact that when it comes to the end of close games, it you know, it's not just on him to finish it off because they still have Middleton as well. Um, so those yeah. two guys should make mm-hmm. a pretty formidable team. They're a solid team. They're still going to be the best team in the East. Yeah, they should opinion. be. They should be. Like, nothing's really changed. The only issue is, hey, can they do it when the playoffs yeah. come? Can they make and it? And it really also comes down to uh, uh, Mike Budenholzer, the coach, because I think this is it for him. Uh, if they don't have the level of success that they expect to have this year, because, uh, and I think it's going to be for him, it'll be at least making the finals. They may not have to win it. Uh, but if they make it with him, they'll keep him. But I, I think anything below that, without any injuries, they're gonna let him. They're gonna let him walk, or they're gonna fire him. Sorry, um, because uh, now the expectations have been sky high for two years in a row. Yeah, it's finals. Yeah. Or and and now. And, no, and now no Giannis order. is you know on a historic contract, so the time is now officially ticking away for them, and giving up like you said five picks. That's three first rounders and two swaps. Uh, you know, which is insane. Uh, as good as Holiday is, that's nuts. Okay, so the Bucks probably first in the East. Uh, moving on, we'll go very quickly over the Pacers. They lost TJ Leaf. I don't, I can't even remember him to be honest. And they re-signed a few uh, depth guys, but otherwise, 
basically the same team with a new head coach uh, and hoping obviously for yeah. a turnaround with I, uh, Oladipo. I like this team. I like the roster, but they're in my opinion, they're kind of similar to the mm-hmm. Raptors. There's no superstar on this roster. They're going to be for sure a playoff team, but outside of that. Yeah, not much. I mean, I can't say anything about um, the Bulls. Indiana. Nope. The funny thing is, actually, no, 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 go oh, ahead, sorry, go I was just going to say, the funny thing is they just got they just got the Raptors assistant coach. I know, it's so, if anything, they're just mirroring the Raptors. Yeah, Nate, Nate Bjorken, I believe is his name. Yeah, he's a good guy. I remember he used to get interviewed all the time. But now, yeah. Oh, now yeah. he will again, but just as a head coach of the Pacers. Um, all right, very quickly, we're going to skim over the Bulls. Um, for some reason, they let Chris Dunn go. I don't understand that. Uh, and they got a very good uh, high, sort of high-ceiling draft pick in Patrick Williams at number four. They added a few depth guys, Garrett Temple, Noah Vonley, uh, Devin Dotson, um, right out of college. Uh, again, not going to make much noise. They're two years away from being two years away, I think. Um, yeah. Still not. Yeah, not, not a playoff team. If anything, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try trading Zach. They should. That's He's in his prime. He's a good scorer. He's high volume, though, but someone would go for it. Maybe the Knicks. No, I'm playing. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Imagine the Nets. That's hilarious. Uh, here's a here's <laughs> another team that had a very weird offseason that I just don't understand, and that's the Pistons. So they let go of who was, to, to my mind, their best young prospect, which is Christian Wood. Um, and they lost a bunch of other guys, Galloway, Bowen, Luke Kennard, Tony Snell, uh, Brandon Knight, Thon Maker, long list. And then they added a bunch of new guys. They added Grant, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant from Denver. Uh, Mason Plumley from Denver, uh, Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor, Josh Jackson, DeLon <laughs> Wright, Wayne Ellington. So lots of moves, tons. Um, this, this team yeah, is hilarious. No, the needle has I not been moved say. at all. Like, at all. Do you, okay, so let's just be honest. The Denver Nuggets, they're a great team. Lost in the conference finals. And then this team signed their two backup, basically backup front players. Know. As their key acquisition. Yeah. So now they're just going to be as good as Denver's bench was. Yeah, so, I mean, they may sneak into eighth uh, if Griffin has a great year, Blake Griffin has a great year. Uh, but, yeah, but I would not yeah, put money that, on that That's a all. That's a, you know, a long, uh, a long shot. And, and even then. So I think the only th- stuff that really made sense is they had a great draft um, uh, with Killian Hayes. Yeah, people are high on Killian yeah, Hayes. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart. And people are also very high on Sadiq Bey, who went 19th. Uh, and they did make a trade for for that pick, so that's you know going in the right direction. Yeah. But their off season in terms of signing made no sense. And both Grant and Plumley are on three year deals, so it's not like they can get out of those deals next year if they need to. Um, uh, and and you know obviously losing Christian Wood, the one sort of very promising prospect in the front court that could probably have played with Griffin, uh, went for for less money than than Grant. Uh, uh, no, than they picked for Grant. So yeah. Anyways, makes weird no sense team. To me. We're gonna move past them because it makes very little no sense. Here's another. Gosh, I forgot how weak this division is. Another weird, a weird, terrible team coming yeah, up now. Yeah, even uh, Cavaliers, who I think their draft pick makes sense. Uh, but again, other than that, there's been no needle moving. I'm assuming they're gonna focus on Colton uh, Sexton and Darius Garland, and that's gonna be their future, which is not bad. But again, uh, they might be five years away. Yeah, and they. Serious. And they still have Drummond and Love That's in the right. front court. 
who are not going to be dealt because Love's contract is terrible and Andre Drummond is a free agent next year. So like this yeah, year is just so a, another like, write-off. Terrible year for Cleveland. All right, Southeast. Uh, gosh, maybe I should move through these a little bit more quickly. Uh, but there's just so many interesting guys. So Miami, uh, they lost a few depth guys, uh, but essentially they, Jay yeah, they lost Jay Crowder, uh, who is a good role player, but I don't think is more than that. Um, but uh, they picked up, I think Bradley makes up for that. Maurice Harkless makes up for that. Uh, so I think they're around the same, and they should expect Hero and Robinson to be better, more consistent even. Um so their ceiling goes up a little bit. They made the finals last year. They have a good shot at doing it again. Uh, obviously, maybe less so with Milwaukee being better. Um, what's, what's your feel there? I think that's basically it from them. Not much else. Yeah. Honestly, I, I never have been high on Miami. I think they are the team. If there's any team in both conferences where the ceiling and floor are – well, I mean, they're for sure a playoff mm-hmm. team, but their ceiling is – some people would say it's first in the East and their floor is probably eighth in the East. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're going to be in the lower half of the Eastern conference playoff picture, not in the upper half, just like they were kind mm-hmm. of last year, five to eight instead of one to four. Um, but they'll, they'll be a tough but, out in the playoffs yeah, that's for sure. Bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to another team that had a head scratching off season. That's the Orlando magic. Um, again, no needle being moved. Uh, they lost a few depth guys. Actually, they lost a starter on TJ Augustine. Um, but that I think says enough about it in and of itself. Um, uh, even their draft pick was a little odd to me, but I guess he's making up for DJ Augustine leaving. Uh, but again, no real uh, movement. They did, uh, sign Jonathan Isaac to an extension. I think that's a very good deal, but he is. But I think he's yeah, the whole I, season, I, I, I think there's the a season. shot that he comes yeah. back at the end. But even then, I wouldn't do anything if I was them. Uh, I I think he's yeah. a high end player, and you know, outside of being part of their future, yeah, for sure, uh, he'd be a he'd be a very good trade chip. But again, I, I would build around him, and I think that's what they plan to do, uh, essentially. Yeah. All right, they'll just be fighting for a yeah, at best. Lot, uh, they've got some solid guys, but it's between eighth and eleventh, let's say. I think for them. Uh, Charlotte, as usual, kind of does insane things like sign Gordon Hayward to a four-year, $120 million deal, uh, and he's 30. Now, I the this is the justification I've heard from this, Adam. You, you tell me if it makes any sense, is uh, that no superstars want to go to Charlotte, even though Jordan's there as the owner, uh, and... Uh, you know, even a semblance of a superstar, they should just go for it. Does that make sense? Does that sound about right? That's what I think they're doing. Although, I wouldn't even say Gordon Hayward right now is a semblance of a superstar. Yeah, or if... I just think they had a bunch of money to spend, and they're like, let's just do it. <laughs> Basically. Because no one else is Yeah, and here. also, um, I mean, I think he's going to be very good, and he's going to be better than his brother. And I'm. Oh, his numbers are going to be through the roof this year if he stays healthy his numbers hey, Hayward, yeah for sure especially playing with Lamello. yeah that's yeah i was just gonna get to yeah. Lamello, who i think will be the will be better between him and ball he's a better passer naturally and ball is not a bad passer himself um but yeah so i think uh, you know between ball and graham and rosier i don't know if that makes a lot of sense but hey they'll compete for sixth uh, for seventh eighth maybe uh but most likely i bet they'll finish outside still 
Yeah, I'm, I'm Brings sure. Brings me to another team, which will yeah. also be competing for that spot, and that's the Washington Wizards. Um, they've switched out Wall for Westbrook. They are going to be better because Westbrook's going to be playing. Uh, I mean, Wall may have been playing as well, but now we know for sure Westbrook will be. And um, again, hard ceiling on this team. Uh, unless Westbrook does something unbelievable yeah. and Beal gets even better, and he's already really good, um, they don't, they, they can't get much else out of that team, I don't think, outside of seventh or eighth. Yeah, they're going to be competing for what, yeah. seven, eighth, nine. So, not a great, uh, I like their draft actually. I like their draft pick, uh, Denny Avida, I think. Yeah, I, I watched Yeah, he him looks like kind good. of like a, like a lesser version of Doncic to some extent. Um, which is high praise maybe, but really what I mean is uh, it's like a poor man's Doncic, essentially, potentially. Um, but at the very least, he'll give them some shooting. But he's a good pick. But they're they're going to struggle regardless. Uh, the Hawks, they got a lot better. Yeah. Um, how much better? I don't know. Yeah. This is a team that I'm like, I have no idea yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah, it's very odd again. They made a lot of moves. They're definitely better. I would say for sure they're better. Um, I mean, they couldn't get much worse. Yeah. Uh, but, and they have moved the needle, but they're not, you know, they're not a contending team. So it's again, you're going to be, you know what? I think they're going to go for, in my opinion, I think they'll make the playoffs, the Atlanta Hawks, but not as anything higher. Uh, And a a very, very uh, easy out, I would say. Okay. Took us a while, but we got through the East. Um, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, just based on our time here, try to get through the West quickly. Uh, because, again, I, I don't think the West has changed immensely. Uh, the top guns are still the top guns. Yeah, not much. Other than Phoenix, yeah, so I don't we're think. We're going to look at the Northwest division first. Changed. The Nuggets, mm, they should be a little bit better just because their players should be better. But they did lose some depth. Uh, I don't know how well they yeah. replaced it. They got Millsap back and Jay Mitchell, Jay Mitchell Green. Or, sorry, Jay Michael Green. I always call him Jay Mitchell Green. Yeah, Jermichael, Jermichael Green, that's Green, a good pickup. Yeah. But overall, they, if anything, they're just slightly worse. And they need uh, Porter Jr. to make some steps. But but again... Yeah, at least yeah. they have a full season from Porter Jr. And then Jamal Murray showed up in the playoffs last year. Probably, I'm guessing he's going to get a little bit more shooting opportunities this year in the regular right. season. So, they'll yeah, be a good and team. And I think um, uh, Jokic, you know, we've talked about this. He's probably the best passer in the NBA, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and I think in yours as well. For sure. Uh, yeah, he's the probably one of the top. Yeah, two he, he's one of the top players to line. build around as well. So they're going to be great. Um, but whether yeah. they've been able to address the ceiling, really, the thing they should have learned is don't go down three-one in series back-to-back series back-to-back. Because honestly, <laughs> the Lakers yeah. series, I actually think at full strength they may have had a shot to at least challenge them, but they just looked gassed for most of that series. So, uh, you know, they, they've got to be better at being disciplined, I think, in the playoffs. OKC, a team that apparently has no desire yeah. to be good in the coming years. We can just skip them. They're definitely yeah, going to be they've last now place officially let go of, of They actually let go of almost their whole starting lineup. So that's Gallinari, Steven Adams, Schroeder, and Chris Paul. I think Schroeder was technically coming off the bench, but, I mean, the, uh, based on how much he played. Yeah, yeah, top top players. players all gone. So they obviously are going to be the GMs for various teams in the next few drafts. Um, so they're going to enjoy <laughs> that, and I think that makes sense because that's how they've done well in the past. So they're not going to be a middling team. They're going to be either they're going to be terrible this year, and I think the plan obviously for Sam Presti, their general manager, 
is to be uh, extremely good in the future. Or at least have the assets to be so. Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander will be good. So so I guess that's... All right, the Jazz. Uh, Again, not much. Yeah. Nothing changed. Yeah, they got their favorites, which is yeah, but, a good pickup for them. But really, nothing changed. Yeah, they the re-signed uh, Gobert and Mitchell. That's the core. Uh, but they, they should compete. They're not going to win, but second round, maybe. Yeah, definitely yeah, a yeah, exactly. Uh, and maybe the second round, and who knows, maybe the third. But I think that's that's the very height of the ceiling. Okay, another team that I think is actually interesting are the Trailblazers. So they always fly under the radar. Because I think everyone forgets the impact that. <laughs> Except for last year. I think last year they flew over the radar and then missed the playoffs because they made the conference finals the previous year and then nearly missed yeah. the playoffs, I have to say. You know, they, I think the what they were lacking, and it was always the case the moment McCollum or Lillard got injured, was depth. And I think they've addressed that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they got I, a lot I think Covington is great. They paid a big price for it. Um, but I think he's very good. And I also really like Derek Jones Jr. just from a defensive perspective because they are pretty bad defensively. Uh, and then Cantor is a good offensive oh, yeah. backup for a center. Can't play defense to save his life, but uh, a good offensive backup center. So I think they'll compete to get – like Utah, I think it's a second round, third round at best. Yeah, yeah I think a playoff, playoff team, team for sure. Just, yeah. Just nothing, All right. nothing yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. And now the I'm last team – uh, we'll look at in this division is the Timberwolves. They got the number one pick. He's already being called the next Wiggins, so that's scary. <laughs> that's not a good sign. Uh, but basically, <laughs> I think they're going to have a dynamite offense. They actually did have a dynamite offense towards the end of last year. Nobody yeah. realized. In those few games that Towns yeah, and Russell played with each other. Whatever uh, Ryan Saunders, their head coach, was doing seemed to work amazingly well. They were, I think they were a top five offensive team after they got Russell with Towns in the lineup. So offensively, they're going to be good. It still looks yeah. like they're going to be horrible defensively. Um, they got some guys to, to you know, or, or not even, I mean, Ed Davis kind of, but honestly, they haven't really addressed it. Uh, Ricky Rubio is a nice sort of pickup for uh, uh, the fact that he used to play for them and he's a good passer. But I think, again, not th- this is not a playoff team yet, maybe two years away from being something really good. But I don't know if they'll yeah. get that in the sense of uh, Towns wanting to leave beforehand. Uh, yeah. I don't think they'll get yeah, to that point, they're... actually. Because who knows? Carl Anthony Towns might ask, yeah. might ask but, out eventually. But they yeah. should be better, at least. Everything they were really bad last year. They should be at least a little better than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, that's the Northwest. Year. Not a great division, a bit weak. All right, the specific, the specific, the Pacific division. Uh, and we'll quickly go over the two Los Angeles teams. On paper, the Lakers got better, so that's frightening. For the rest of the league, uh, you're going to have a healthy LeBron and AD back at full strength, and you're going to add uh, Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Saul and Montrez Harrell and Wesley Matthews to a very yeah, they got yeah, some crazy to depth a very scary team. So, I the only thing I could see is complacency on their end, which is actually their roster did not look very good last year, but they figured it out in the end, obviously. Um, but this year, their roster roster looks amazing. And uh, it'll be a big disappointment if they don't win the uh, championship this year. Whereas last year, I think, I mean, once the Clippers went down, it didn't matter. But last year, until the Clippers went down, there was always some kind of questions around it. Uh, but this year, they look so well stocked. Yeah. It's going to be tough to really challenge them. 
which brings us to the team that should challenge them, which is the Clippers. And again, a lot of that relies on Paul George. <laughs> Should yeah, challenge, should challenge them. them. Don't think they're going to yeah, challenge them. It, it but... just basically <laughs> revolves around whether Paul George can play at a superstar level again. If he can, you know what? There's, they've got a shot if he can. Um, you know, and I like the Batum pickup. Uh, Ibaka was a good pickup. I like the Kennard pickup. It's under the radar. Because I'll, I'll say one thing. The way I feel about the Lakers in terms of their roster this year is how I felt about the Clippers last year. Uh, to me, the Clippers on paper yeah. were the best team last year. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms, in terms of talent, of talent. Yeah, they were by far uh, the Now, best this year, team. I think it's actually the Lakers who on paper are the best in terms of talent. Yeah, the Lakers and the yeah, Bucks. Maybe, I think the Lakers the Bucks. and Bucks probably have more maybe talent. Bucks, I guess now. I just – it's for me, it's the Lakers just because of the depth, um, you know, across the whole team. But, but I think uh, the good thing for the Clippers is that everyone expects them to uh, choke, which means that they'll be playing with a chip on their shoulder. So I think they'll be better. Last year, they were behaving like a bunch of pompous, arrogant players. Uh, I remember they were smack-talking Damian Lillard one game. Uh, and, you know. I hate Patrick Beverly. Oh, I really think like... they should move away from his playing time this year. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they should also use Williams more sparingly because he's such a liability on defense and he takes tons of shots. Um, so, sure. but yeah, they, they've still got a shot because I think, I mean, I, I think people may have overestimated Kawhi to some extent, but I, I think that he actually did play extremely well. If you look at his numbers from last year, just, oh yeah. And the playoffs, he was, like he was, averaging 30 in the playoffs. He was amazing outside. Yeah, of that he, game was like, he had two bad games in the yeah. playoffs. And unfortunately the Clippers were playing so badly that he couldn't afford to have any. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it was it was he played actually extremely well um it's just that the clippers couldn't figure it out uh and then of course he had a really bad game seven but anyways very interesting team the phoenix suns i really like them i think they're going to yeah. challenge for six seventh i don't think they'll just be on the outside at eight yeah probably the most Sorry? improved team from last year probably the yeah, most improved I, team from last yeah, year barring paul's health which i think could be a question mark at times because he's getting old uh, Crowder, uh, Paul, uh, Galloway, each one more as a backup um, to probably to Paul and Booker to some extent. Uh, they lost a few depth guys, but really, I mean, Aiton and Booker are the real deal. Booker's an amazing player, just insane scorer. He's not always the most efficient, but he's pretty – like he scored 70 points in a game last year. So <laughs> this guy is clearly a, a special scorer. Uh, and Aiton, I think, is also – going to be a top five big man if he isn't already um because uh he can shoot he's athletic and he's good on defense so this team is going to be a hard out if if they make the playoffs and i think there's a good chance they will for sure like i wouldn't say they're at the top of the west but they'll be a playoff team for sure and definitely challenge yeah because i think they're good on both sides of the ball is is rare for an up-and-coming team usually they're good on one out of the other all right another team that makes no sense in the west is the Sacramento Kings. Uh, that Bogdanovich, whatever nonsense situation. situation. Was I, I don't even understand I, why I they no didn't keep him, they but whatever, he's gone. Uh, their draft picks look pretty good, but really they added Whiteside to an already slightly crowded front court. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So they're, they're betting on De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, and Bagley Jr., who's finally going to get a chance to play, and apparently he has a lot of upside. 
But at best, again, eighth place. They haven't really moved the needle yet. Until, yeah. yeah. Especially in the West. I, I look, at best, best case. If everything goes right for them. Yeah, and until until I we see the some kind of stardom out of Fox and Bagley, like they've got a very hard ceiling at probably at eighth place. Um, I would bet. Okay, lastly is an old favorite, the Golden State Warriors, who tragically, honestly, it sucks that Thompson tore his Achilles because I think yeah, they I were think a dark horse can. contender for most people. Uh, Stephen Clay on a team with Draymond passing them and setting screens, I think is good enough to finish top five, top six in the West. But honestly, as much as people hate Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins is a fourth option mm-hmm. or fourth person on the team. Pretty good, or fifth with Kelly yeah. Oubre if you include Kelly Oubre. Like I mean, yeah, I, that's I pretty good. I think they got a good shot at like seventh, sixth, seventh, or eighth, and I think they will be a hard out um, because they can let the threes yeah. fly um, and Curry by himself spaces out the court so well, it's going to be, they're going to be a tough out now with Thompson. I think they'd be a legitimate contender. Uh, and I'd love to see how James Wiseman ends up because he's a big, he's a lefty, he's athletic, he can shoot. Um, and apparently he's been doing really, really well during training camp. So they're very excited about him and they think he's a long-term like starter for the future. Uh, so it, it's an exciting time. Uh, this the crappy part again is just Clay Thompson getting injured. That really sucks. Uh, but dark horse, tough out. But I think at best sixth or seventh in the league. Um, all right, last division. Sorry, I've been flying by some of these, Adam. But uh, I'll try to, I'll try to, you know, uh, make sure we're we're what we're doing is efficient here. Um, the let's start at the at the bottom <laughs> of this new division, which is the Pelicans. Okay, the Pelicans, like OKC, have tons of draft capital, but unlike OKC, have a team that yeah. can compete for the playoffs now. Uh, yeah, Super I mean, again, talented, just the playoffs, right? like, but I mean... they would be a tough out. It'll be interesting to see how much Zion has improved now that he has not no real restrictions on his time. Um, and he's going to need to figure out how to shoot, I think, at some point, even though he doesn't have to currently. Uh, but Bledsoe should be good. Steven Adams should be a great pickup, and Ingram should only get better. Uh, the guy who won most improved player of the year last year was averaging, what, 24 or something like that? Um, and I think he's going to be great again. Uh, so it should be very interesting. I think they can compete for one of those last two spots legitimately, barring injury. Uh, but should be an exciting team. Yeah, I have them fighting right. for that right. bottom spot in the playoffs. I know. But I realize like we're the going through so there's crowded, so many fringe so. teams being like, oh, you know, they it's can so hard for everyone. But that's like five of the teams already. <laughs> um, okay, the Spurs, I think they're going to be soundly out of the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. Um, For sure. You know, yeah. I think they're coming to an end here where they're, the cycle is now. They're going to dip down into rebuild and start to – I think they already have, to be honest, and they're going to start to slowly come back up. So they – yeah, but it'll I be mean, they'll come back a couple quick, of years. But, um, but, I mean, yeah, this, yeah they could come back. yeah, of years. not much I mean, move there in terms of the, the needle. The Grizzlies, uh, another weird – 
team. I them too. Like, I mean, they'll fight for a playoff spot, and even, but I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't even talent. know if the they'll be so able to legitimately talent, fight for like, that eighth spot. Hard. Like, uh, Morant's exciting, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is exciting as well. And yeah, and he's injured. Coming back uh, injured. I just don't think they have enough. Um, but yeah, yeah I, but a, I a wouldn't fun put team money on them making the playoffs. But. Um, all right, now here's two of the very fun teams yeah. to watch for very different reasons. First is Dallas, who had terrible defense last year, but uh, you know they improved in that area with Josh Richardson and James Johnson yeah. and a couple of other depth guys. But and their offense, I think it's hard to imagine. But I think Doncic is going to be even better this year. Yeah, Luka Doncic is is amazing. I think he's this year is going to, in my opinion, probably win MVP. Um, and like last year, just his second season, he was what twenty eight, like nine and eight player, or something and like that. He's... Insane. And like, it's not like empty. No, stats, no, right? and, and like, he's. Uh, I mean, he, he can it's literally great. do hit any shot. He's one of the best passers in the league already. Uh, he finishes on the inside extremely well. He can hit shots on the outside. The one hit on him is his free throw shooting, I would say. Um, but, like, he's yeah, still only, what, 21, so, 22 years old? I mean, he – okay, I I'm, I don't think I'm going out on the limb. He will be the yeah, best I think player this in the is, NBA. Like, I think it's his, it's his decade I, coming I up here, any, basically. Any question. Um, unless there's a player as smart yeah. as him uh, with a similar build and athleticism, I think he's – He's basically he's a he is the favorite actually Adam to win the MVP this year like the betting favorite yeah yeah and oh yeah I won't is. be surprised if he doesn't and if, and when Porzingis comes back again a very hard out and who knows a dark horse to compete for the conference finals yeah honestly yeah dark dark yeah. horse I can see them making the conference yeah, and now finals, and now they've got defense so they, the there is a legitimate chance and. Finally, that brings us to the last team that we'll look at, the soap opera center themselves, uh, which is the Houston Rockets. On paper, before getting to all the drama, this actually looks like a really good team. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a low-key good team. Looks like, like he's I mean... in great shape. Cousins looks like he's in much better shape, and picking up Christian Wood at this point, anyways, looks genius. Uh, especially for the price that they paid. Yeah. Especially three, as, yeah, like, what, third like he'll be a, what, a third option, a fourth option on this team? Like yeah, and if, I mean, if... That's amazing if, to have him. If Cousins is really good, he'd be the fourth fourth option, right? So he, you know, they, yeah. on paper, have a great team. Whether they figure out this Harden thing or not is obviously the main problem. So if Harden is there, they're going to... I think they'll be a top five, top six team easy. And they'll be a very hard out in the playoffs. Um, if it doesn't get resolved, who knows? They could drop out, but still, you know, they, they'd still compete for a playoff spot. But you know, the ceiling would drop significantly. The floor would probably also drop. So, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about them? Because you know, they were sort of the analytical team that, uh, I mean, maybe the Warriors first, but sort of adopted, you know, these kind of consistent ways of playing that have made them winners. They haven't won. But they've been yeah. a very good, consistent team like, I mean, without, you know, the attraction that, like, uh, California teams have. 
I mean, like they're they're talented. Even if they trade James Harden, it's not like they're going to trade him. Like I doubt they mm-hmm. trade James Harden to Brooklyn for a garbage package. They're going to trade him to a team and get something back. I think they're a playoff team regardless whether they trade him or not trade him because like they have a bunch of pieces. Like the only thing I can see is if John Wall gets injured again, DeMarcus Cousins gets injured again, then they can fall off. But if they just play healthy, they're just healthy and they play to like what three quarters of their old abilities, this team's easily going to be a playoff team, not a contender, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in the middle of the even with Harden off the floor, like it's a solid lineup. It's, it'll be wall and, and, and Gordon and wood and yeah. cousins and Tucker still without Harden. Like that's a, still a solid team. Yeah, and they still have Eric Gordon on the bench. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, still a good team. Anyway, so we're looking at, at least in the West, I think, we're looking at the Rockets, the Mavericks, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, who else? Those are the for sure teams. Do you want to, Jeremy, do you want to give your, your playoff rankings? Let's just say one through uh, eight. I, I hate giving an order, but let's say the Lakers conference. and the Clippers round off one and two again. Um, I'm going to go with the Mavericks at three and then the Nuggets at four. Uh, and then the Rockets, uh, Warriors. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone big here. The Rockets, the Warriors. Yeah, and the Jazz to round it Probably the Jazz. Which means somehow magically the Trailblazers miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. I have mine slightly different than yours. I have the Lakers first, just like you. But then I have Denver second, the Clippers third, um, the Mavs fourth, Houston five, Utah six, Phoenix seven, Dang. Portland eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... the so Golden State. I'm no, Golden that's State realistic. I, I Which is hard. Realistic, I mean, uh, the West is tough. You know, approach. It's, it's, it's amazing how deep the West is, but I think that's realistic. Uh, in the East, uh, what are you looking at, Adam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Milwaukee one. Yeah. By and far, they're, they're the best team in the East. And then I have Boston two, Raptors three, Philadelphia four, Brooklyn five, Miami six, Indiana seven. And I have Atlanta. Okay, so I number think eight. I agree with six, seven, and eight. Uh, actually, maybe I'd have Miami a bit higher. I think that's putting the. I would switch. I have the same thing, but I would switch Miami and Toronto. Yeah, I would. So yeah, um, Toronto in the. Yeah, and I, I think and the only reason Brooklyn Miami would fall seat. out of the okay. top four is because I can't imagine that they don't rest Durant, and then at some point Irving gets emotional or gets injured and decides that he doesn't feel like playing for a few games. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, okay. That is the season. Last thing, Adam, before we. Uh, end it here is uh, we talked briefly about MVP so I think you said that you felt that it was Doncic I actually agree and like I said he's also the betting favorite um, uh, defensive player of the year okay yeah mm. I think it'll be honest again Milwaukee's still the best mm-hmm. defense team they got better at defense now with the, Drew Holiday so I now mean, I actually agree that's where I see but going. the betting favorite is Anthony Davis I think um because uh, the way he put, yeah, yeah. I mean, he played great in the finals. That makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So they'll I be first in the West, so that he wins it. Um, and you know, I think they sometimes they feel bad that you know, a player won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year and stuff like that. Uh, so they they might try to just balance for that. Maybe who knows? Um, okay, uh, Rookie of the Year. 
LaMelo Ball. I don't think there's a second. Like, the nobody's going to be playing. I'm really hoping Wiseman does. Year, in my opinion. That's just the only thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think Wiseman's going to be a better player than LaMelo Ball, but, like, how often is Wiseman going to get the ball? He's going to be a rim runner. Yeah, I mean, block some shots. Whereas LaMelo Ball is going to get yeah, the ball. Yeah, he's a fantastic passer. Down the court. He's an unreal passer. I think, and, and Edwards would be a long shot. Yeah. But. Oh, um, but why do you think Wiseman? Just because yeah, he's going to be well, on a team that's somewhat if, successful? If Golden State is has some work of success, which is to say that they finish 6th, 7th, or 8th, amazingly, um, which they could, I think he has to be a big part of that for them to do that. So if he has like a, a year yeah. like uh, DeAndre Ayton had, for example, in his rookie year, um, I think he's got a, he's got a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's think that would enough. definitely be enough. Yeah, I don't think he would, but something team. close to that, and I think that would be enough. You know, if he averages like sixteen and nine, and he plays defense well. Speaking of, mm-hmm. speaking of DeAndre, yeah. Speaking of DeAndre Aiden, I, I would say. Oh, he's that's a. That, I think that's year. a very good call. Um, most improved. You want the truth? I was kind of hoping Ananobi would win it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, he has a chance. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get the ball. It's an outside so, I mean, chance. I don't know. He seems like a good uh, but, pick. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's got a good shot. Uh, would Bagley Jr. technically uh, count as a rookie this year because he got injured so early? I don't even know. I mean, like, wouldn't him putting up, like, five points and playing all 82 games be enough for him to get uh, most improved yeah, I player? I mean, I don't know. The reason – no, I was actually wondering in terms of rookie of the year, uh, if he if, – if, Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know if yeah. he, he hits but, his rookie uh, qualifications yeah. I mean, yet. Yeah, maybe he'd get most improved. Uh, Siakam was an easy pick two years ago, and uh, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was an easy pick last year. Yeah. Was it Ingram? It might have been Ingram actually. Yeah. Um, maybe but either one was, was a great. Was a very easy sort of pick. Okay, we are very excited. That is why we've taken so long to talk about the NBA season preview. Um, you know, I'm really hoping that the Raps do well. And, you know, I really think they will exceed expectations. It's just unfortunate that the ceiling has dropped. So even those expectations uh, look like they're going to be lower. But Adam, thanks a lot, man. It's great to be back. It's great to have the season starting again. And uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited for the excited NHL. For the NBA. My gosh, like no hockey at all. And hockey ended like a month and a bit before <laughs> the NBA ended. So they've had a nice long layoff here. But anyway, so we're excited for the NBA starting tonight and for the NHL starting next month. This has been the War Room Podcast. Thank you, guys.